Welcome to the CFC Jacks Midweek Podcast, where we discuss topics related to becoming a fully devoted, spirit-empowered Christ follower. We hope that wherever you are today, you'll be encouraged by the truths discussed in this podcast. Well, good morning. Thanks so much for joining us for Q&A this morning, and happy Father's Day to all the dads out there. Happy Father's Day. Thank you. Um, and Father's Day question for you, since you had a Mother's Day question for me, uh, just, you know, returning the favor. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Um, what is your favorite part now watching your sons be dads? Uh, my favorite part of watching my sons be dad is um, well, that's uh, would be my favorite part. Not not connected to Father's Day specifically. Just right. The, my just being favorite fathers. part of okay, All watching right. them yeah, be fathers. It, so it's a father's question on Father's Day, yep. not a Father's Day question. Correct. Okay. <laughs> um, well, I, what my favorite part is to see their involvement in their lives because even though they're super young, mm-hmm. because I think the privilege of dad and mom, uh, is that we are making the most impact when we think we're making the least. Mm. And when we think we're ready to make the most impact, then we're probably making the least. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So this past year, at one point, I was reflecting with Jackie that uh, my dad had on his tombstone it made seven years before he died, actually. <laughs> uh, frugality, fun, no, hard work, fun, frugality, philanthropy. Hmm. Hard work, fun, frugality, philanthropy. And uh, those were the four things that he put on his tombstone because it was a but he said, this is what I want to mark my life. And they really did mark his life. And I was recalling that with Jackie, and she said, you know, what's funny, Doug, is those four words capture you pretty well also. And and I only say that for this reason. My parents divorced, um, uh, so I didn't, I didn't live with my dad after age eight. Hmm. And um, it prompted me to text my two sons who had kids at the time and my son-in-law, one son-in-law had children at the time, and to say, I know you think your kids are so young that the formative years are coming, but the formative years are actually at peak right now because your kids at three and four years old are drinking in so much of who they will be in the future. So uh, my favorite part of seeing my sons be dads is to see them have the privilege of uh, what God said to Adam, first thing, be fruitful and multiply, not just have a bunch of kids, Be fruitful and multiply. Be the primary instrument through which the lives of those children that you do have, the primary instrument in forming and shaping their lives. And so I I think that's my favorite part of seeing them invest those minutes 
in their kids now when they are super, super young, knowing that these are the most formative times. That's my best shot. That's a good one. <laughs> That's a great one. <laughs> uh, so um, do you have a favorite a father? Shot. Father's Day or father fault? You can just go, no, I mean, that wouldn't hurt your I have a feel. lot of incredible um, father memories. I, my dad and I have a very close relationship. Good. Um, yeah, love him greatly. So lots of awesome memories there. Could Good. go on forever. So you get to spend some minutes with him today? Mm -hmm. We did last night. Uh, well, and then I saw him this morning. Um, actually, I got to sit and worship with him uh, ah, this morning, and then we awesome. hung out with him yesterday. So well fun. done. Yeah, cool. so that was really special. So um, so we do have a question, so okay. we can go ahead and get started. And if it, right. this spurs any other questions for your thinking, please send it in. The number's up on the screen. We'd love to have your question. Um, so when talking about so being cursed, so this question is, uh, if people curse us because of our faith, is that a place for righteous anger? If people curse us mm -hmm. because of our faith, is that a place for righteous anger? So in this regard, that, the mm -hmm. response. Right. Um, I, I think it could be a place of righteous anger. Yes, yeah, I think it could be. I don't think it necessarily uh, necessitates it. Mm, sure. So if people curse me, do I have to be righteously Anger, angry. Actually, it seems in the life of Jesus, well, the classic moment we think of righteous anger in the life of Jesus is the cleansing of the temple, yep. which he does twice, beginning of his ministry, end of his ministry. And neither of those times are in response to something that had been done to him. Uh, it wasn't directly towards him. Right. It was, he was righteously angry about what was happening at the temple and therefore how the glory of God and the holiness of God was being covered up by all the business junk at the, at the temple. So I would be, I guess I'm always, I do believe that there is such a thing as righteous anger. Mm -hmm. Uh, I just think it, that is something so difficult for you and I, maybe just me, maybe you're fine with it, but for, to go, how would I be righteously angry that, that it's, not, it's not coming from self, it's not self-defense, mm -hmm. it's not self-anger. Uh, I, I mean, I know it in principle. I think it's really hard to go, I am truly righteously angry. And, um, and I don't know that I see... See it. This is off the top of my head, so I could be wrong. But I don't know that I see it in Jesus in response to accusations or mistreatment of him. Hmm. It's righteous sure. anger for the kingdom of God and for the holiness of God and the mm -hmm. Father. But I don't know that I see it before him. So it would be, it's an appropriate thing. It could be. I'm not saying it's not. I just don't see it in the life of Jesus. So I, I wouldn't want it to become a justification mm -hmm. for a selfish anger that gets labeled uh, righteous anger because I'm angry because what has wrong has done me. But I did it. It's, it's wrong done to me because I did something right. And so my reaction is righteous anger. That's not what righteous anger would be. And that's an interesting difference that I've never thought about. When something's done directly 
toward you that can trigger a whole different level of response. Right. And just because I'm, I'm angry because they're doing wrong to me when I did right to them doesn't make my, my anger righteous. Right. Right. So you see Jesus on the cross. You see Jesus at the trial. And you, you don't see what we would think of as righteous anger. He said it other times in his mm-hmm. life. So, yeah, that's a that's a good question. I, um, I just think it's very very difficult to live in righteous anger myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I think this the sermon as I was sitting there on Thursday really resonated with me um, from a situation kind of situation this week, I ran into someone who I hadn't uh, seen or communicated with in a long time. And I know there's someone who has uh, vastly different viewpoints than I do. Right. And I like to be in right relationship with people. Uh, And so it made me nervous even communicating with them that, oh, no, what if they bring X, Y, and Z up? We're going to have tension. Like, I don't want to have to defend this. To the point of fear, I started wanting to withdraw from them. Run from the conversation. Nothing had even happened. Nothing had happened. (laughs) But in my mind and in my heart, I'm just like, I just have to avoid them. Like, I can't. I don't want to go there. But then, so this was a huge um, challenge Hmm. to me to not sit in that fear. That's not what I'm called to do. And then, um, is it Friday morning or Saturday, reading through Ephesians 2, like if if the Lord has created me for good works good work. ahead of time, I have what I need to even have those hard conversations right. that I want to run from. Right. And so that was one of those aha moments mm-hmm. for me of just how I had been living in fear of a conversation that hadn't even happened. Right. May never even happen. Right. But that's where I was living and allowing it to paralyze me. And if I'm understanding you correctly, afraid to even have a conversation because it might become a hard yes. conversation. Yes. And and what what's uh, connecting to me is when I'm when I am afraid to have that conversation because it might become a hard conversation, then I'm missing the opportunity to do good to bless. Yes. In that conversation because it might go bad, then I miss the opportunity for the positive. Right. And run from it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's. Uh, I don't. You know, a lot of people describe themselves as, "Well, I'm not confrontational," and I, I think you would say oh, you're not a confrontational person. Yes, I but, would. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> and I don't know that. Maybe there are some people who love confrontation. That would make me a little nervous to love confrontation. I've met a person like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't introduce me to them. Yeah, please. no, I won't. <laughs> I think, excuse me for a second. I think there's a difference between I love confrontation and I'm not afraid of confrontation. Yeah, that'd be true. For, and this would be potentially a little different, but what I try to tell myself if I'm going to have a conversation that might lead, might become confrontational, is... Doug, don't try to have the conversation before the conversation. Yeah. <laughs> just so practical. Uh, just just let the conversation happen. Because if I've already played it out in my, in my mind, we're not actually having a conversation. I'm already uh, reacting and initiating in this conversation to where I think it's and where I've already planned it to go. 
So when I have a difficult moment <clears throat> that I know is going to be uh, a confrontational, uh, I, I really try to discipline my mind to go start. All, all I need to figure out is what's my first question? What's my first sentence? How am I going to launch the conversation? And then trust, and this isn't cliche at all, trust that the Lord will guide me from that moment mm. forward. So I'm, I'm probably a little far off topic from where you started, but that just thought about uh, rough conversation. Confrontational conversations. I meet lots of folks who want to try and plan it all out. What mm. you know? What am I going to say? And I go, well, you don't know what they're going to say. So how are you going to plan what you're going to say? Well, I need to have my conclusion. Uh, no, if you go into a conversation preloaded with a conclusion, then don't call it a conversation. Just make a speech. Mm, that's that is true. not a conversation if it has a preloaded conclusion. Especially when you're going over all the points, like, oh, they could, if you will, curse me here about this, this, or this, or this, oh, then I'm going to go ahead and have my rebuttal for all yes. of those things. And it's right. just... Right. It's, it's, it's walking tough. in this. It's a privilege to walk in the Spirit. So I did, did I hear another question coming yes, in? Yes, it okay. did. Mm -hmm. um, so a question here from a parent. Um, what about when professing Christian kids bully yours, and they mention high school age, uh -huh. how do you stop being a doormat? Or when, sorry, they said, when do you stop being a doormat? And it sounds like, when do you coach your son or daughter to stop being a doormat? And it, was the word bullying used? Did I hear that? Or yes. What did it say? What about when professing Christian kids bully yours, mean your child? So it sounds like their child is the one right. being bullied. When do they, and when do, they, when do you teach them to stop being a doormat? Mm -hmm. That's a great question. Um, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to admit from the start, I don't know that I ever had a situation where I was attempting to deal with a, uh, I had one situation, but it was not a, the situation, maybe this will, uh, as the parent listens, this principle will help. Um, my son came home from school one day and said, dad, is it, a, is it ever okay to tell a lie? Hmm. And I was like, hmm. Sounds like there's a story there. Why don't you tell me the story before I answer the question? So he told me the story that there was a high school kid who, who was riding the middle school bus, and he was bullying uh, middle schoolers with a lighter. He had a lighter in the back of the bus, and mm -hmm. it was back when kids used to gel their hair with that stuff, and he was mm -hmm. like, let's see if gel's flammable. Oh, and no. he was threatening to light these kids' hair on fire uh, to see if – and so – uh, my son said to me, the, the kid looked at me and said, is that gel in your hair? And he said, I thought, I'll just tell him no. <laughs> he did, and he told him no. And um, right or wrong, I uh, hope you won't leave the church over this one. I went, that was probably a good answer at that time. <laughs> to avoid your hair getting set on fire. Yeah, yeah, to avoid your hair getting set on fire. Funny end of that story is we ended up in that boy's house a couple years later for Angel Tree Project, huh. um, which told me a little bit more about the family and the story that mm. was going on. So, what do we? Is there a time? I guess the question is kind of the classic scene: push, push, push. Is there ever a time to push 
back to defend yourself. Um, yeah, I think there is a time to defend yourself and not allow a bully to be a bully. That's not a very good answer, I know. That's the best I got. I think there's a time to. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so if somebody was, I guess, pressing me, but I thought um, not taking revenge. I think when you take revenge, you're trying to put evil back on them because of evil done. You're not trying to do evil to them. You're defending yourself. I think vengeance and defending yourself are different. So mm. I don't think that that applies there. Um, I think there's, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, um, forget the rest of the text of how do you pray for them, for your son and, or daughter and the, the others. Um, in that situation, if it's a, if it is a church situation or a situation where there's authorities involved who could see it happening, uh, I, I don't think it's inappropriate to let those who are in charge know mm-hmm. what's going on with specifics to see if they can help in the situation. Mm-hmm. If there is, if it's verbal bullying, did it say verbal or physical? It, it didn't. It just said bully. Sorry, I'm processing this, uh, trying to process it in yeah, my there's mind. So many variations. Yeah, there is. I don't think. Um, I don't think if it was my son or daughter, I would encourage if they are verbally bullying you to verbally go back at them. Mm-hmm. Because um, I really can. I, I'm not of the mindset that my mom used to say to me, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt mm-hmm. me. It's not that words don't hurt, but I don't have to allow them. To hurt me, so I can consider the source, if you will, and and so I would be less inclined to encourage a verbal defense than I would a physical defense. Hmm. But I'm going to acknowledge that's a probably a poor answer that I've given. Hmm. But it's it's a difficult situation. It is anytime bullying's involved. It is it's a very difficult um, situation. High school age is, is, is one thing. I think, again, if I, I'm thinking out loud here, uh, and I'm out of time, thinking out loud, I, I think I would probably seek to involve another, the other parent in mm-hmm. the process as well. And like you said, leaders. So if it's in a youth yes. group or somewhere, that's, that can be powerful to have that additional leadership there yeah. um, to help in that situation. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry if I struck out on that one. Well, thank you so much for joining us this morning for Q&A. Again, happy Father's Day. Hope you guys have a great day. Thanks for being here. Thanks for listening to this episode of the CFC Jacks podcast. Be sure to watch as we release new teachings weekly, along with additional content during the week. If you'd like more information about our church, please visit us at www.cfcjacks.com. Thanks for listening.